Hi! Welcome to BCE. This, I'm your host, Brandon. <laughs> I'm also your host, Casey. And I'm mostly your host, Eric Larson. Nothing. <laughs> this is a new age, old age, all age, any age podcast over the age of four and under the age of 89. Uh, what we do here is we converse. We ca- so it's all ages. Yeah, <laughs> except for except for those ages. What we do here is we converse and we talk and we learn and we educate. It's conversational. It's, con- it's, it's not conversational. Oh, it's a yeah. conversational. Yeah, exactly. So what we have here is a hat, a hat full of topics. There you hear it. And in that <laughs> hat full of topics, we will pull one out and we'll speak about it for anywhere between 10, 15, maybe even twenty minutes. We'll see it. if we're feeling it. And then after that, we got a little stop off in Flavor Town. And then after we get out of Flavor Town, um, we go to our segments. <laughs> so let's start right off, Casey. Ah, you're pulling from the hat. I'm this pulling time. today. Okay, there's the nice little ASMR bit. Um, oh, oh, one just jumped out at us. It has been chosen. It has been chosen, and it is. Oh my goodness gracious, it's audiobooks this week. Audiobooks! We're going to talk about, about audiobooks. And we're right. never going to talk about it again. Never talking, never about, talking it about it again. Okay. okay. Audiobook. <laughs> Eric, what was the last audiobook you listened to? Uh, the last audiobook that I listened to... Let me ask. Yes. I had listened to this book several times. Okay. Do you want that? Or the one that was new that I listened to. If you listen, how about if you've oh. listened to it several times? Oh, you know, actually, tell us about it. Tell you us about it. it. But if it's if you really listen to it that much, you will probably like it a lot. We'll throw it it's in, the in the hat already. We'll throw it in the Both hat. Both of those are in the hat already. Okay. Oh, and I lied. the The most recent audiobook that I listened to is actually Steve Martin's audiobiography. It's called Born Standing Up. Weren't you listening to an audiobook oh. about um, butchering? I haven't started that yet. Okay. Standing up. Wait, there's there's autobi- okay. there's, there's audiobooks have... about butchery? There's audiobooks about everything, have... Casey. You need to get into this. I have a what? science class. <laughs> there's, there's an... Uh, hold on. I have a, I have a science class I mean, class I know there's I have... books about everything, but wait, you have a science class about butchery? Listen, I have an audio... I have a class that is required that I listen to a very scientific book. One of the books on that list Scientific. is called Yes, thank you. It's called Scientific The Butchering Art Jovis, Joseph Lister's Quest to Trans Crap. Uh Transcrap. Transcrap? Transcribe. Uh, Joseph Lister's Quest to re- Transform the Grisly World of Victorian Medicine. Oh. It sounds kinda fun. That is fun. But I haven't started listening to it yet, because that's for an assignment and that's what I'm doing over spring break. Okay. Okay. So the last one you listened to was Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. Born I'm, Standing Up. Yeah. See, I've read that physical copy. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you? What was the last one you read? Audiobook? Mm-hmm. Never done. Never done. Oh. Okay. I you? don't do audiobooks. The last one I am currently uh, Wait, listening. One. I've done one audiobook. What was it? It was I Tried to Do 1984. Okay. George Orwell's 1984. And I cannot tell you anything about 1984 beyond what I've actually read of 1984. Hmm. Well, Eric, you were about to talk about Steve Martin stand, Born Standing Up. Before. Just a, something ahead. about it. Okay, tell um, us. And I'll tell you, I think you missed out when you read... When Does you Steve read, Martin read Born Standing Up? I'm going to tell you, the two autobiographies that I've read, or that I've listened to, have been read by the person who wrote them. Mm. I, so Steve Martin reads his, and the other one I read is Brian Cranston's, and he reads his. And I think there's something special to that. Mm. Yes, there's also something special when an author reads, reads their, their own work. Neil yeah. Gaiman does it, and it's fantastic. I or, also know that... Or um, a phenomenal, like, uh, voice yes. actor. Because, like, I've read a fantasy... I've listened to a fantasy novel, 
and it's read by somebody that's really, really good. I just and I think it just adds something. Toni to Morrison it. has read uh, Song of Solomon, and I think will love it as well. Okay. So I know that those there is something special about it. I just preferred the voice in my head. I get that. Yeah. But let me tell you, Steve Martin, his book his is a timing. lot. It's a lot more. Yeah, his timing a big thing, but it's a lot more like somber mm-hmm. than I think I would have read it as. Because you can hear how he says things, mm-hmm. and you can like you can hear it in his voice. I don't know. I just I think there's it's I think it's honestly it's the difference of like reading a Shakespeare play versus watching a Shakespeare play. Huh. So I especially with a comedic with yes. a comedy uh, with a, a comedian sorry with a comedian reading a story. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different. So it transforms a comedian's autobiography from. From, from something that seems words to a, a super performance. Yeah. So I am currently listening to Kurt Vonnegut's The Sirens of Time. You know mm-hmm. Kurt Vonnegut. I do. Yeah. I do know it Kurt is, Vonnegut. Me too. Fan, it is fantastic. He's been dead for a while. Fair. And honest and I've tried to read that book before and it is a little absurd at the beginning. Oh and absolutely. The first chapter or two is pretty hard to get through. I can't but with someone off. to guide you through it it becomes a lot easier not that i need to be usually guided through books mm-hmm. but to have someone be like here's what it is and kind of like it's kind of like someone telling you a story and if the story's a little complex it's easier to get through mm. if it's told not that vonnegut's vonnegut's work is usually better read than told almost mm-hmm. almost always but i just finished the lord of the Rings series by read by phil dragish and he does he is amazing and i think tolkien's work needs to be read mm. Out loud, you mean? Out loud, yeah. Um, a because you say sometimes you kind of like. Oh, he's dry. I cannot read him yes. at all. <laughs> he's dry, and you also say you kind of tune out audiobooks sometimes. Yes. He talks about walking a lot, so there is times when he, you're like, "Oh, we're on the tenth, and we're walking and walking." And where walking we're walking because we're walking. it is a journey about walking. Yes. There's a lot of walking that happens, but one walks straight into Mordor. Yeah. Yes. It's actually not said in the book. It's I know. Really straight. Um, it's kind of. It's a curvy journey. Yeah, it's a curvy journey. The curvy journey was actually the original title of the book. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he actually... It's a spin-off that Frodo writes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's actually Bilbo. Oh, yeah. And he lived happily ever after for the rest of his days. (laughs) Um, So, I think it needs... I think there is a lot there that he puts in that is literary and jokes and stuff that work only in the literary sphere. But he sings so much... An audiobook really helps that because reading songs is kind of boring. It's like, okay, you're singing. Yeah, you can almost but to have, through a song. Yeah, sure. but yeah. to have someone actually start singing, it actually kind of like creates an atmosphere. Like Poe, uh-huh. Poe's whole metaphor. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what is, why Why do you, are, you're not like against them. I'm not against them. They yeah. help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If somebody's having trouble getting into a book, they absolutely can help. Yes. Along, I'll say, also because you get back that. into books. If you haven't read in a while... And you're struggling sure. with it, I'd say read an audiobook. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, in my reading and schooling experience, I never read the book that we were supposed to read in school, which is on me. But I read maybe, I think, two and a half series. Okay. Well, I was like young boy when you're supposed to be reading all the time, right? Yeah. I read Rick Riordan's uh, Percy Jackson and the yeah. Olympians yeah, series. Did you? Yep. Really, really Absolutely. good, right? Like, pulled times. me right in. Yeah. Really great. I don't I read... know if it would hold up, but. Yeah. No, but let me. It does. It does. Good. I think it would. I, I think his new stuff isn't as good. There's there's a patch in the middle where it's not as good. I was going to say it, and the then, patch in the middle um, is not as good. But then the Apollo chrono. Uh, the the Egyptian ones. No, no, no. The, the Egyptian ones, the bad ones. The Egyptian ones are different. 
There's but they're also the Norse. No, it's Norse. The Norse ones are no, 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 no. The rough part is the Heroes of Olympus. There's a little rough patch in the Heroes of Olympus. Okay. The one, uh, one or two of the books in the Heroes of Olympus aren't as good. I remember. And then Apollo gets sent down and has to go. The Apollo Trials. That's the series. That right. that one picks right up. I remember and all of those. The first book of the Heroes of Olympus. It came out when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. I read it in a day. And then I never yeah. read them again. Yeah. I never read a single... That's yeah. the hard thing. Those ones he, aren't he, as his, good. That, his first series did what so good, and then he was just like... And wrote a ton. Mm-hmm. And not all of them were good. It's like... I mean, a lot of children's authors have that. He's not necessarily a children's author. He's more of a young adult author at this yes. point in time. Yeah. Um, but like, R.L. Stein wrote like... How many books a year? Too many. Like yeah, 25, too. 50 books a year. Like yes. a lot. Yes. He's writing again. That's good. And yeah. some of those are pretty good. Yeah. Ish. I guess. Like, The Mask the ma- the mask is the one that I can say that's actually a pretty alright book. Yeah. Everything else is all just, he, it feels like um, ad-libs. Oh, yeah. You could, the Mad-libs where Mad you libs. just fill yeah. in, fill in, fill in. Yeah. So, real quick. You were sick. Let me finish this. Yes. So, I did the Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. I read the Twilight series because my sister said I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. And then I read, <laughs> and then I read four Harry Potter books. Yes. That was it. One yeah. through four, right? Did your school Sorry. not have five or no, do you I not st- like Harry Potter? Here, I'll tell you. I'm not fond of that's Harry Potter. For another, that's in that's that. another day. <laughs> uh, I stopped on number five because I started reading it and she starts throwing in way, way, way more detail. In she that does. Book, and it was too much for me. And I, it's, it's, it's a, a very more adult book. book. Yes. And um, I was in, I was in like third or fourth grade. So I was like, can't do Harry it. Potter. It something that actually legitimately might help you. Like Harry Potter more is listening to the audiobook. I don't need to. The I've audiobook heard. is really, really I've good. I've heard that. I've heard that okay. multiple times. Harry Potter wanted to. But no, I'm talking about the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking um, about the audiobook. So I read those three series from series. Series from like series. From like I learned how to read to, to <laughs> after, like my first year of college. <laughs> this needs to stop. Uh, to my first year of college like, <laughs> sorry I'm not mocking you the story's <laughs> over you said we're series not, is... <laughs> sorry sorry you're... get to the audiobook to college I started reading audiobooks and I've more I've read I've read more listened to more audiobooks than I've read the rest of my entire life <laughs> it helps me so much to just be able to listen to it and it helps me get interested in it mm. in a big big way um, I read all of so audiobooks I've read um just finished Lord of the Rings. I did um Doing Sirens uh Sirens of Titan. I did Slaughterhouse Five. I did um all of Mark Twain's works. Um It. Uh, a couple more Stephen King's. I started The Dark Tower but never did. Um I honestly at this point read uh, I honestly do audiobooks as much as I act- I read actual books at this point in time. Wow. Um it's weird because audiobooks are a commitment. It's not like something I can just turn on and be like, well, I'm going to go do something else yeah. while this is on. It's like something that if I'm doing something that only half of my attention is on, the other half can be that. So if I'm like drawing or playing a video game or something that I don't need to have a lot of attention on, I can turn on an audiobook and I have half and half. Um, I worked in a uh, warehouse over the summer and mm-hmm. I just that's how I burned through so many audiobooks. Because mm-hmm. I was just assembling crap in a warehouse and I would just listen to audiobooks like crazy and I loved huh. it. Because I could turn my brain off and listen to the book and just keep going. See, and I tried yeah. to do that with 1984, and I couldn't. I couldn't do that. So tell me, is 1984 a pretty heavy book? Or yes. it's not that heavy. It's not super heavy, but it's compared to the rest of George Orwell's stuff. It's a little heavier. Yeah, but I, it's, I feel like 
because I, I will say, I feel like some books work as audiobooks and some don't. And it's well read. The recording I found is well read. There's mm-hmm. no denying that it's a decent performance. It's just not for you. Maybe it's I was I was doing something that's mindless. I was folding laundry. And it's just like, I'm. I was like, hmm. wait, no, what was that? What was that? What was that? And I found myself getting distracted. I was reading the script along. I, also I do that. You have a pretty literary brain. See, yeah. I do and that. so you like to like analyze the the text a lot. There's just something about holding the book to me. Too. Yeah, I really enjoy holding the book. I don't think holding the book is ever gonna. Mm-hmm. I don't think audiobooks will ever or should ever replace books. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a problem really when I'm reading like, um, like I couldn't. I haven't finished Infinite Jest yet. I. Um, it, cause it was weird cause I read all of Gaiman's work. I read almost all of Stephen King's work just back to back to back. Yeah. Just book after book after book, not audiobooks, just actual book. And then I hit infinite jest and just, I have a problem with books sometimes where I get focused on something and I go and then I have to go back to be like, well, yeah. what was this? Because I was focused on a different thing happening. Um, and infinite jest doesn't really allow it. It's thick. Well, with infinite jest, how would an audiobook? I don't think it would work. Because I don't think I'm ever. I don't think. Yeah, it's the same thing with Infinite Jest and a book like Good Omens, where so much of mm-hmm. it is built into yeah. footnotes. Um, how how do you do a book? I will say like that, that in I audiobook. Think, I think that's the reason that audiobooks will never like kill off actual books is because you can't study an audiobook. You know what I mean? You can't like sit there and flip back a page and go to this next page mm-hmm. and flip back. You can't flip back and forth. An audiobook is kind of like you sit and you let it go. And you can't really analyze. I mean, unless you're pausing it every four seconds, but in that, then at yeah. that point, just read the book. There's also something great to be said about authors who don't work in a, in a not necessarily don't work, but work better in a literary-only sense. Mm-hmm. Like, Douglas Adams, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Um, a lot so, of Vonnegut uh, stuff. Which a lot is of weird, which considering, guy, right? Yeah. A lot of Vonnegut considering sh- Douglas started on the radio. Yes, which is weird. And there's a lot of his radio shows, and they're not, they're okay, they're fun. Mm-hmm. But they're not as fun as his books are. Um, Neil Gaiman switches back and forth between it. Kurt Vonnegut's short stuff, like his essays, I don't think I could have. I could have someone read to me. I feel like yeah. I need to analyze that. Same thing with, like Hemingway is boring. If I, f- I feel like I get bored of Hemingway if he's read. You know. Yeah. Um. But people like Mark Twain who write in an accent, like. Huck, like Huck Finn is written in an accent. You know? There's a there's a voice mm-hmm. to the writing, and so I think I, th- I think he. I don't know if you would approve of it, but I think there's something to be said that it can easily be picked up and read aloud, turned into yeah. performative mm-hmm. matter. I mean, it, yeah, I, I agree. Especially with that show. I mean that that story because I mean it turns it transfers into a play mm-hmm. and so many other things yes. so easily. Yes. You know, hmm. So I think a good author should be able to do both. At any time, I don't think a good book needs to be able to be read aloud, and I don't think a bad book has to be. It can only be read aloud. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. I think it depends on the author and what they want to do at the time. I think any good author can be able to make. There's a difference between a story and a novel. Yeah, like Stephen King's Under the Dome can't, cannot, shouldn't be. Ugh, it's. I'm not <laughs> going to read it either way. Put it in the hat. <laughs> Put it in the hat. But it's just thick and long and boring. Infinite Jest is thick and long, and there's something there that I just haven't tapped into it. But, but under the dome, I have no interest, and I don't, that's where I've stopped. I was like, no, I'm gonna read Mr. through King. Stephen. I was like, I'm gonna read through Stephen King's books, and I liked a lot of them. Some of them I hated. Yeah. Um, I do that with authors sometimes. We're like, I'll read through their works. Sometimes I like their stuff. Sometimes I hate their stuff. Yep. And you get to under the dome with Stephen King, and you're like, I'm done. 
I am done. I'm not going to read 2,000 pages of garbage. I don't even know if it's that long. It feels that long. It's not garbage. It's just so uncomparable to anything else he does. And I just don't want to do it. So, I'll say, to wrap this up. Okay. Because we're about at time. Yeah. Um, Brandon's kind of done the whole both side of the fence thing. You know, he does it with audiobooks and, mm-hmm. and real books. I think Casey, and I know we say we're never going to talk about it again. But I think, Casey, I think you should pick a book and do an audiobook version of it. It will drive me mad. Maybe not in 1884. How about... This is an educational will, podcast. We're supposed to learn I something, know. aren't you? I will try. I, I mean, no, no, no. Because you're doing that, I'll read a physical book. How about I send okay. you the Lord of the Rings one? Because I oh, think, God. No, I, because I think it will change your opinions of both of those things. Maybe. And you don't even have to listen to the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read in a physical I book will. the same amount of chapters that you read the same book. How about that? Yeah. Oh, no, I can't do that to you. Yeah, you can't. I can't do... We no, won't do Lord Eric. Of we won't do Lord <laughs> of No, I've tried Lord of the Rings before. I, I can't do that to you. I've tried The Hobbit before. The Hobbit's the easy one. No, I can't do I'll that find, to you. I'll find the book. We'll I'll find, find the book, we'll find and it. next time... Okay. Next, we'll come back later. There's a book in the hat segment. Eventually. In the hat, there's when books. When we come to the There's books. a book we'll thing. I will, t- I will have it done by then. Episode, then we'll be like, mm. I'll, I'll come up with one. We'll figure it out. All right. So, final thoughts, Eric? Final thoughts. I think audiobooks are really helpful, because like my entire life I've been like, I'm not a reader. Don't read. Audiobooks are helping me, so I'm like, maybe I'll be a reader. Casey, final thoughts on audiobooks? I used to think audiobooks didn't count as reading. You guys have kind of changed my opinion. Might count as reading. <laughs> it's a and, little different, but yeah. It's a and bit I, I think um, reading and audiobooks are like, are the difference between swimming and sitting in a hot tub. Sometimes it's nice to sit in it, and sometimes it's nice to kind of just actively paw Actively paw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Stuff. Now let's drop on over to Gavin's corner. Gavin, for this corner, I'm going to ask you a question related to one of our segments, and you're just going to answer that question, okay? Welcome back to Gavin's Corner. Thank you so much, Casey. The answer to your question is yes. I rather enjoyed it. It was a delightful experience that I was able to share with you, Brandon, and Eric. Now back to our regular broadcast. Fact number one, the United States Navy has started using Xbox controllers for their periscopes. Fact number two, did you know that in Uganda, around 48% of the population is under 15 years of age? Fact number three. Thank you, Gavin. Wonderful. I'm surprised that he said that. Yeah, me too. Well, for our first segment, so we do segments every time here. Let's not just jump right in. Let's tell you what the segments are. <laughs> every every week or so, every different episode, we each have a segment mm-hmm. for for every month. And our segments this week are mine is the random Star Trek generator. Eric's <laughs> Eric's is Eric's cook nook. And Casey's is etymology with Casey, right? Etymology with Casey. Correct. We'll describe them more as we get into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who is going first? Well, Eric didn't turn, right? We went first on the first time. We I went, went first last, last time. I went first, I went first, first, went first last time. And Brandon went first. So you're going first so this you're time. I'm first. So this is Eric's <laughs> cook nook. Cook nook. Wherein Eric cooks. Yeah. So um, I always like to give a little brief intro to my little segments. So I'll give a little brief intro. I was telling these guys earlier about why I want to do this. Because when I was 16, I was babysitting for some kids. And, uh, you know, <laughs> who knew it was possible, but I burned macaroni and cheese. Clarify that. 
because if you were baking mac and cheese, everybody's thinking, oh, no, you can like, burn that. No, you can like burn... box mac and cheese craft <laughs> on the stovetop, burnt it. Don't ask how. Um, and I just have not been good at cooking my entire um, young adult to now growing adult I, I remember um, my dad used to really like Food Network Star. Yeah. Next next Food Network uh-huh. Star. And uh, the only episode I remember from it is there was a woman and I can't remember her name. Okay. But she, they had to make a bunch of food for a large crowd of people. Okay. And she made a ton of mac and cheese because it was easy and she burnt all of it. Oh, she was no. a professional chef. And I just remember one of the chefs looking at her from across the, down the aisle because they were on an aisle uh-huh. and he was like, what the heck? What is this? And he's holding up like a burnt thing of mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Except it was He's a six-year-old going, what is this brown stuff in the mac and cheese? Yeah. Uh, I'm picturing the six-year-old in the chef's hat. Exact well. same thing. Shouting the same way. Shouting the exact same Tattoos up his arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the heck? What do you come, think? He's what come a this? long way. What is this, huh? <laughs> Anyways, so not a great cook, but I want to be better because okay. uh, it's fun. I think everybody enjoys cooking a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a good time. So um, I've been... Uh, that's the journey. So this time... Uh, As Miley Cyrus said, it's the climb. It's, it's the, the climb. climb. It's not about how fast I get there. Anyways. It's not about... <laughs> anyway, so this time, we, we decided to... We were looking in my fridge, and I'm a poor college student, and so I had eggs, uh, and that was about it. Yep. And so we found some flour, and we found... Some more eggs. Some more eggs. And some, and bread some breadcrumbs. Crumbs. And some oil. And some oil. And I made breaded eggs. Mm-hmm. So I had to boil an egg, which I had never done before. Mm-hmm. But not only did I have to boil an egg, which I had never done before, I had to medium boil an egg. Which you Which did. is different. Uh, which I didn't know about yeah. before. So I did it. You and also didn't have ice for the ice bath. I did not have ice for the ice bath. Do we want to do reviews now of things as we're going through? Or just wait till the end for your review? Tell us your story. Tell us your story, and then we'll give and then you the review at the end. Yeah. All right, tell us my story. Well, I started as a young child. Uh, yeah, bur- no, the young childs were the ones who had to eat the, the that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so I had a medium boiled egg, and then make my own breadcrumbs, because we didn't have those, so I yep. toasted a piece of bread in a pan, and then in work. a toaster. Yep. I did both. You did both? Uh, admittedly, I think it was a good thing that I did both, because a couple things. Anyways, did that, and then... After deshelling the boiled eggs, shallow fried them, which I could not find out. Uh, after you put them, in, after you after you put them, eggs, after you, you breaded, breaded them. them. I figured that's part of the frying. Oh yeah, yeah I breaded, them. Bread breaded them. Egg, egg, egg flour bread. bread. Egg yeah. flour bread. Yeah, the bread would not stick. I think yeah. the crumbs were too big. Yeah. is what we decided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the last one was pretty good though. Yeah, but we had just mashed the breadcrumbs. That's in right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shallow fried them. Which took like three seconds, mm-hmm. which I was surprised at. I thought it was going to be a lot longer of a process. Yeah, uh, let them out, uh, drip for a little bit, plated them up, and uh, I I went for the bonus points because they were a little burnt, a little bit, not like too much, no. but just a little bit. So I went for the extra points with some horseradish brown mustard mm-hmm. and spinach leaves on a black plate. I thought it was a nice color palette. Yeah, yeah. there will be um, pictures. You will see. There is pictures, and uh, then Our so we took pictures and then we cut one open. And, and what are the reviews, boys? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Gavin had some. Uh, and uh... Gavin, did you like it? There's your question for Gavin's Corner. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. It's retroactive. So, <laughs> it goes backwards. Uh-huh. So, Gavin had some. 
very excited to hear what he thinks. I am too. But he ate an entire one. He, yes. yeah, he so did. Gavin, Gavin ate an entire one. So did you. I ate a whole one, and then he you was guys excited about it. Half. Yeah. yeah, we each had a half. It was the medium boil. The medium boil was perfect. Well, so let's do a ten out of like a a scale of ten. Out of ten. Ten out. Ten out of ten. So, ten out of ten. I would put eight out of ten. I would a little out of ten. Okay. Soft on on your medium boil? Medium boil. I, I would put it at, at yes, I would put it at eight out of ten because okay. it's just I think it was just under. It was just, just under, under. Okay. either I think if you had the ice bath, it might have Might have done it. Might have done it. Okay. I think if you I don't think you should have put it in the 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 shallow um fry any longer, but if you would have, I think it would have also cooked it a little mm, bit more through. Sure. But I'm gonna say eight out of ten on the boil. Okay. Yeah. Egg as a whole the it tasted really good I yeah liked it. good I liked taste it a lot i'm gonna say i was surprised about how good yes it tasted. i was too yeah i think the mustard really added something yes yes yeah um yes it was a good compliment that was suggested as a joke it was mm-hmm. but uh yeah we made a mistake and these two made commentary the entire time yes. and we made a mistake and didn't record it so so next time next we're time gonna <laughs> there will be some sort of extra either live recording or yep. joke or joker or like video video like whole thing yep. who knows but it was uh, really good. Okay. Um, I liked it. Uh, it. You know how you make eggs in a nest a lot? It kind of mm-hmm. tasted like a simpler version of yeah, that. It did. Yeah, it tasted like a, a bite-sized form of that. I think, yes. Kind of like a cake pop. I think yeah. if you try it, you yeah. could flavor the breadcrumbs. That might be the next I agree. Step. Should we agree? I think that is the next step for it. A little bit Different of garlic powder. Yes. I, also, I'm going to say, I think it would be an interesting thing to see i used whole grain bread mm, i would yes. wonder what it would be like to use a different kind I of thing you should, Ooh, you should rye. use white next time like a rye or a, a white, white. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. or like a, maybe a sourdough i'm a really big sourdough fan mm. sourdough overall my review um out of 10 overall overall so i'm gonna do three different categories okay. i'm gonna do the the um egg itself okay the boiling mm-hmm. and the um, presentation. presentation okay so total okay. overall score score of 30 I'm going to give you 25. 25? 25 out of That's 30. not bad for a first try. No. 25 out of 30. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm putting you at 24. 24? 24. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't get as much of a breakdown from you. No. I think the, the, the... Are you judging on the same three? Yes. Same, same three. Same three categories. Category. Okay. Um, your egg was a little soft. Okay. They were, weren't all as evenly cooked. Mm-hmm. I think... I think some held bread better than the others. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think if you would have gotten in more even crust on breading, the, on the breading, breading and it would have been, and it, it would have gotten it fried better. It would have fried sure. more brown, sure. and it would have been, it would have gone. Your presentation score. was quite good. Top notch, yes. top notch presentation. Oh, I used a little bit of spinach. No, no, I did spinach. There was on spinach the, as a base that they sat on. They sat on a little spinach bed. I'm excited for what you're going to do next. I am too. Yeah, I think. Well, this time was a little suggestion from Brandon for what we had. I think next time I'm going to surprise the guys with what I make. Okay. That way, because this time they offered a lot of help and coaching as I was going. That I pretended not to listen to, uh, and next time I'm gonna surprise them with what I'm gonna make, so that way they won't be able to coach me through it. Oh, I'm excited! Okay. It'll be a little fun, It'll be a little exciting. That'll be nice. We'll yeah. have to do it before Casey leaves, or some other time that Casey's up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Well done. All right, moving on to the next segment. Next, next segment, segment, which will be that me. was a little short. Was that? Was that's that's okay. okay. Oh, okay. It's shorter than well, the yeah. other ones, but that's yeah. okay. I, I think that's good because we just we were spent all an hour like in this. the kitchen we were all talking in upper upper register it's okay we're good, we're good. We're and, fine. Uh, we're just fine. a little side note for that my eyes have been burning for the last hour because there, the, the, there was there was a, a high smoke, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's because i started heating up the oil too early i think is what it was Damn. real quick 
Let's do. Let's spill water in my room <laughs> near the power strip. I We're all gonna die. The water just go. Wouldn't it be great if we survived the eggs and we died this? <laughs> this is how we die. Real quick, the oil didn't catch fire. Look at the blood strip. Instead does. of moving on, let's do one final bit. If you were to cook this dish again, again, how would you do it differently? And you didn't. Nope. So, you have, let's say we can go get whatever you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you do it differently? Pre-made breadcrumbs. Okay. Was a big one. Panko breadcrumbs. Um, sort of like stovetop stuff. Or stovetop. Might be interesting. Yeah. Have ice for an ice bath. Okay. okay. I did do a cold water bath <laughs> um, that was starting to turn into ice. So, uh, but actual ice for the ice bath. Um, I don't want to say de- a deep fryer, but like have a better idea of what shallow frying is okay yeah. yeah but i think i think honestly the main thing that really set me back was the the breadcrumbs okay the because the, i made my own and so they were really big and so because it was like it's weird you don't want like powder you don't want bread powder yeah. you want like that weird happy medium yeah so yeah i think well, that was the main okay yeah. well, next time good job i'm excited next for next time yeah. i'm excited for the next time we do this me too Okay. All right. Brandon, I think you're up next. I am up next. Right? Yes. Star Trek number generator? Star Trek number generator. I'm excited for this one. So, this segment is called Star Trek number generator. And I should have done it at the end of last time, but uh, I didn't, and I forgot. So, we'll do it at the end of this time for the next time this segment. We'll probably do it the next time before this, the week before this segment. All right. Tell us about the concept. Of so it. the concept is there is a lot of Star Trek. I used to watch a ton of Star Trek growing up. Um, my family is huge into Star Trek. My mom's side is. My cousin is named Kirk after Captain Kirk. He has named all of his sons after captains of and other Star Trek characters. Wow. They are huge into Star Trek. My entire my most of my mom's side of the family play the only video game they play anymore is Star Trek Online. Um, I used to play it. It was a whole big thing. Uh, It was very stressful, and I felt like I was being um, pressured into playing a game that I didn't want to play and wasn't having fun with anymore, so I stopped playing. I'd go back and play. Gavin and I played together a couple times. Can I ask you a question really quick? Yeah. Star Trek Online, is that the VR one that they did a couple years ago? No, that is Star Trek Bridge Commander, I think. Not as good. I think they're two different experiences, but apparently not. Um, But yeah. So, Star Trek, big part of my life growing up, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it in a while, and there's a lot of episodes. So, I figured we would count up all the episodes, and at one point, we do a random number generator between 1 and 726, which is That's all the Star Trek episodes. There is? Yes. So, it's wait. A big number. 726 now that's of all, all series. the series. So there is... There's yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yes. This is a Star Trek. Trek. How many episodes of Seinfeld is there? Because I know not that's a big one, too. That Not much. nearly that not many. Not nearly as much. There's only 10 so seasons. So there are... The different... 700? Yes. The different Good. series of Star Trek is Star Trek, um, Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, and Star Trek Discovery. Good. Each of those has yes. multiple seasons. Yes. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. It, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager all have over 170 episodes. <laughs> okay. So, Sorry. That's ridiculous. So I hit the random number generator, and I got number 144, which means I got season 4, episode 11 of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> episode titled, Data's Day. 
I watched the entire thing yes. with Brandon. I watched Casey watched it with it. me. Eric watched a bit with me, which is different <laughs> than what, how this is usually going to be. Yeah. But I watched it, and I have some thoughts. <laughs> so, basically, what happens on Data's Day is Data is the android who is the head of engineering uh, on the bridge of the Star Trek of the Starship Enterprise mm-hmm. in the year in the 23rd century, I believe. Yes. He is an android. He has no emotions. He is learning how humans function. And he, seasons ago, from what I picked up, introduced two characters, another engineer and a woman named Tycho. I don't know what her role is She's on a the Enterprise. She's a gardener. She's I don't know taking what care she, of plants. I don't know what she does. Whoopi Goldberg was not in this episode, but she is in the show. I do not know what she does either. <laughs> um, We're going to learn. I'm not going to lie. She seems to be a bartender, right? Yes. Whoopi, no. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. I no? think. We're Maybe. not talking about Whoopi right now. Sorry. Maybe. We'll talk about Whoopi when we get to a Whoopi episode. But Kaiko, I hope. Um, her, they're going to get married, and at the beginning of the episode, she tells Data, "I can't do it anymore." Well, sorry, you said they're going to get married, not Kaiko and, and Data. No, yeah, Kaiko and some other. Kaiko and the engineer. Um, I cannot quite remember his name. He's like the Scotty. Right of this one, no, no. data is so the Scotty. Oh, is, the Scotty is the the one. Yes, he is the one who yeah, beams them up. Guy. Okay, kind of. He has Scotty's job, but he's not the head of engineering like Scotty was. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Scotty's job, Jordy LaForge is more like Scotty. He'll come up. We're gonna get the episode. Don't worry. Up yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Don't don't compare. You're They're right. different. I'm sorry. So so Kaiko and an engineer are being an engineer getting, are gonna get married. married. Okay. Until Kaiko says no, no, I don't want to get married. Okay. Miles O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. So, okay. quick little brief research. This is the first appearance of Kaiko. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait. Kaiko comes out of thin air and goes, "I'm not gonna get married." Yes. So this. Well, so she says she doesn't want to marry Miles O'Brien for some reason. She thinks I should be happy on my wedding day, and I'm not happy. So I'm not. I, I'm not excited. I'm not years. happy to marry this guy. I don't want to do it anymore. And Jada says. That sounds all right, because he's an android. Sounds completely logical. Yeah. No, that's Spock's line. Oh. There's... But he said the logical thing, too. Yeah, he says that it's a complete fine thing if that makes you happy or whatever. Or and he goes and he, through it. And he tells Miles, hey, she did something to make her ha- happy. And he's like, what? And he's like, she says she's thrown t- she's canceling the marriage. And he's like, what? Today of all days, what a, what a childish thing. And then Jordy LaForge. Jordy LaForge is played by... Um, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, who he's you may know from Reading this Rainbow. or Reading Rainbow. Or Roots. Or Roots. He's very good in Roots. Uh, and he... He's very good in this, too. Uh, not this episode. He's weird in this episode. He's usually a very happy-go-lucky guy. Data, later in the episode, says, I view him as my best friend. But for some reason, after Data says she's canceled the marriage, he walks up to Data and says, Next time, maybe I'll give the good news. And then he leaves. He this says, is the first time that Brandon spoke during the episode. What did you say? I said, why? I said, why is... I, I said, why is Jordy being a dick? Yeah, why is Jordy being such a dick? Because it felt like such an out-of-place thing that he was like, next time let me give the good news. And then he left. Um, so, I, what I really liked about this episode is it was focused on Data trying to figure out why, how to work in a wedding, how weddings work, even though the wedding was cancelled. And he goes back and... and Miles O'Brien is like, hey, can you ask her to rethink it? And he's like, yeah. And then she gets mad at Data. And this whole That's t- where I started yes. watching this. This whole thing is about him trying to figure out human weddings and what it's like to be married. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's about the android trying to figure out how to be human. There's a lot of episodes in Star Trek Next Generation about this. But something I really liked and noticed was, A, the costume and makeup department is always on point in this show. 
Um, Even if the makeup is a little weird. It's weird, but there's... But there's they're a like, reason. They're probably sitting in the chair for hours to be a side character who's sure. in the background. Sure. Like, there's a part where... Well, the Klingon in that episode, his, yeah. his makeup is always good. Yeah, his, and he has maybe four lines. Yeah, but he's also a main character. So I know, but in this lot. episode, yes. maybe has four. But there is... A, there was like... There's a part where Data goes to talk to... Um, to Jordy about things, and Jordy's getting his hair cut by this weird blue alien man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and behind Data during this conversation is a woman with a beak and a big poofy hair, and they do this whole fun thing where this guy runs this beam over her and it dyes her hair. But that woman says no lines; she does nothing, but she was probably in makeup for hours. Probably four hours. Yeah, yeah just just for that one thirty second scene. Sure. Something that I really like about the Next Generation is that they try and fill the space. They don't just make it look like. The main characters are talking in an empty yeah. room. They, they usually like fill the so there's a, yeah, there's usually stuff going on behind it. And for the first bit, I was like, it's interesting that they're making it because Picard was dealing with an ambassador, and the first bit, Data had nothing to do with that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like that would usually be the main plot point of an episode, but this time they're focusing on what would usually be a side point. And Patrick Stewart, as always, is the best actor in the show and does a great job because yeah. it's Patrick Stewart, sir. Sir Patrick Stewart. I don't know if he was a sir at this point. But doesn't he matter was, he is now. Yeah. So Sir Patrick Stewart was t- top notch. He's the only one who knows what to do with his hands. Um, <laughs> and it's great. But then for some reason, his storyline kind of... T- it's not even Pat- It's not even Picard's storyline. That storyline just pushes in front and it yeah. becomes Data's as well. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they... Oh, Data learns how to dance, and then they uh, go can to... I? Hey, that's what I wanted to bring up. There's yeah. this really I weird to sequence. To the There's this really weird back. sequence okay. where out of nowhere... They are in this dance studio, and I was like, "What is this?" And they're like, "They're in the holodeck, which is fine." Yes, they but have a holodeck this... where they can basically make like um, anything holograms yeah. and stuff happen. It's really, really good VR. Think the uh, uh, holodeck in the X Men. Yeah, just you know something equally as not known. Sci-fi. Uh, sure. <laughs> Anyways, there's this whole sequence of him learning how to dance, and he doesn't tell her that it's for the wedding at first, so she just teaches him how to tap dance, and he picks it up really quick. And they do it too much. I think it's a the little weird, and they're like, look at our actors that can tap dance. I think they were just showing that she can tap dance. They're, Star Trek Next Generation does that a lot with like, this person. Look at what this actor can yeah. do. Like, they do a Shakespeare episode, just so just like, do your thing. Okay, so I think they were just trying to be like, look, she can tap dance, I guess. Yeah. There are a couple things. I want to talk about the weird idiosyncrasies of this episode after we get through explaining it. Um, then they go back, and it turns out the wedding's back on. Okay? For no she, reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, she changes her mind. She changes just her mind. Yeah, which happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ambassador turns out she was a Romulan the whole time. They're the bad guys. And then oh. they go to the wedding. And they have the wedding, and Picard gives her away, and then there's a baby. Yeah, Data gives her away. Data Picard's gives her away, Picard marries her. her. Yeah. And then there's a baby, and Picard's like, welcome to the Enterprise, or whatever. Not their baby. Welcome aboard. A baby. A baby. A baby. Different baby. Completely different baby. Says, welcome Briefly aboard. Briefly talked about in welcome the beginning aboard. of the episode. Yeah. And it's great. Which and is then, funny, because that's not a newborn baby. That yeah. baby's been around for a little yeah. bit, and he goes, welcome aboard. Well, he hasn't he has had a chance to see it. So then Data goes, and he's like, like, you're watching the ship because everyone else is asleep. And then Data sits down, and he's like, I'm learning about humans. And it's fun, and it's all right. It's not the best episode, I don't think. And I don't think it's the worst. It's not the worst. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an episode of any Star Trek. Yeah. I've seen Star Trek Into Darkness with okay. uh, Benedict Conerbatch. Okay. Yeah. But um, 
I was so obsessed with my own joke that I forgot what I was saying. I've never seen an episode, never seen an episode of Star Trek before. Never in my life. And I watched that one, and I said to these guys, I said, this is dumb because I want to start watching Star Trek now just because that's the weirdest show I've ever seen. Yeah, I like that happens. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I won't turn off. I, I think it was all right. I think it was a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a little road. There are a lot of... In this season, I know there are a lot of better episodes. A lot of better episodes. Um, Data's day. Data's Data's day. day. What a day. There's stuff that happens to Data later, and it's... I'm excited to find out. In the movie. The Genesis movie. I haven't seen it. With Tom Hardy? Never. Tom Hardy is young Picard. No, he's a clone. He's a clone of young Picard. There's a whole... It's a a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's bad. We have to keep this this podcast going for at least 722 episodes. But the thing is, that's a movie, so it's not even on the list. It's not not included. We, if you start like watching Star Trek, then we can do Eric's Star Trek movie. And he watches the movies. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to talk about the idiosyncrasies of this for a second. Yeah. Casey, you want to talk about the barber? Yeah. If is it? Am I wrong in thinking that it's a little offensive that Jordy, one of like two African American <laughs> members of the Enterprise crew, has is in a scene where he's in a barber shop? It's also trading. It's, Friendly jibes with the barber. He also goes back complaining to the about his he hair. Didn't like his hair before when the barber cut it before. Huh. I don't know if it's offensive. I think it's a little weird. I yeah. Um, Does he walk up to the barber and go, "My man"? He's no. already sitting. Yeah, I, I think he's good. But we can <laughs> assume that he said "my man" <laughs> from the way it's filmed. Um, other things. I don't think that's racist. In the wedding scene, I don't know. Basically, man. the formal yeah. attire of Star Trek is there. It's a like a unisex dress thing that they wear. Yeah, I thought that was a little Except, interesting. I think their dress. Their dress. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. They're all wearing. They're all wearing these. these all very, unisex. She is unitar. Of Asian descent. Yeah, they're all wearing. Is. Yeah, sure. Can, yes, but he's of Scottish descent. and He wasn't wearing a kilt. No, I was just, I was just yes. saying, Tycho she's of Asian is, descent, yes. and so the during the wedding, there's Asian music playing. Yeah, sure, all of that's happening. Is that happening. the correct term, Asian music? I don't know. I don't know, and we're not... I don't want to say the wrong thing here. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's okay. Sorry. Sorry um, if Music of Asian there's, there's, flavor? I don't, know. I don't know. There's no appropriate way there to say were, it some... or describe it for so, us, because without getting... They're we're all, all white. They're <laughs> all wearing unisex. I'm not white. <laughs> and so... Kaiko is the only one not in the thing. Yes, all of them are wearing unisex dresses, except Kaiko's wearing this very big pink bow, and it's weird, and I think it's out of place. Also, earlier in the episode, Data's trying to say that uh, I'm on a wild goose chase, and he says, (laughs) I quote, I've been chasing an untamed ornithoid, which is fun, but we are four seasons in. At some point, someone's going to be like, stop it. Right then. Stop it. He says that, and then the doctor goes, a A wild wild goose chase? chase? And he goes... Yeah, and he's kind of like, like smiling at her. Like this so is dumb. this is our this is our this is our dynamic. Like if I was on that, I would have been like, "Stop it! You stop, stop it now! Crap! I know what you're saying. You know, you like know it. it. We've used that idiom with you before. Yeah. <laughs> so learn. Overall, you robot. Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> was this episode Data's Day, season four, episode eleven? Was all right. Kind of weird. Don't think I'll ever watch it again. Out of out of seven twenty six, one forty four. On a ranking height, yeah, yeah, one forty four out of seven twenty six. If I were to put it, so right now it sits at number one because it's I think it's the first one. Yeah, okay, but if I were to rate it of where I think point. it will go, I'm gonna put it at three hundred and forty five. 
That's a solid ranking. Gavin, write that down. (laughs) (laughs) And Gavin writes it down. All right. Cool. Casey, with our little bit of time left. Uh, I will quickly sum up etymology with Casey. Casey tells you. This is our last segment. Yep. Etymology with Casey. It's the origin of words. In case you didn't know what etymology means, it's the study of where words come from. And that's it for Casey's segment. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, the etymology of the word I'm going to tell you about today is dope, because I have a lot of friends who use the word dope to mean cool. Can I get that in a sentence, please? Uh, That was really dope. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Um, Hey, man, my hair ain't so dope. Uh, Was that LeVar Burton? No. Oh, it was me. It was me. Can we get a spelling of the word dope? D-O-P-E, dope. Just wanted to make sure. But the word dope, I'm using the Oxford Dictionary because the Oxford Dictionary does not give you a definition of dope. It tracks the definition of dope, where it first appeared in the English language and how long it's been in the English language and how it's changed. Because the OED is amazing and created by a criminal. But that's a story for another time. (laughs) I freaking love the OED. We'll put it in the hat. Anyway. (laughs) So, dope has had two major tracks. That it's existed in. Okay. Dope has meant fools and thick liquids and drugs and inside information. Okay? Those are the two major definitions dope has had. Okay. Now, it first entered the English language meaning a fool and a stupid person in 1851. Oh, yeah, like you dope. You dope. Oh, okay, yeah. You dumb. I've seen that in an old movie. Yeah. 1851 in American slang, according to the OED. Usage in this sense continued through the 20th and 21st century. When example is when Disney named one of the seven dwarfs Dopey. and Dopey, Dopey yes, yeah. in 1937. When the U.S. Army needed a stereotypical foolish soldier in World War II posters, they came up with Joe Dope. Joe Dope. Uh, yeah, Uncle every... Sam and Joe Dope. Yep. <laughs> is that his weird nephew? Apparently, like Joe Dope. <laughs> but earlier than that, Dope had an earlier slang sense, starting with a sauce of gravy, 1807. A sweet sticky syrup, 1904, and then the cola-flavored sweet carbonated drink, 1914. How did it get from there to dumb guy? Oh, I have no idea. Wait a minute. So they called, like, Coca-Cola dope? Well, that was the stuff that made oh, the, the syrup, syrup. The flavoring. Yeah, yeah that was 1914. So that's that's the drink dope. Maybe because it was, like, thick? Is it it was really thick exactly. and you're thick-headed? I will explain to you. Am I on the right oh, yeah. track? I think you are on the Look right track. Look at me, track. go! But that was in 1851 when it was still meaning gravy. Okay, gravy stick. Which Little comes slow, from the Dutch word dupen, meaning to dip. Various other d- vis- viscous entities were also named dope, which is what airplane dope is termed for. Airplane dope. It's what they painted the fuselages with. Oh. Yeah. But turning to its uh, drug sense, 1886 is the first time that it appears as a term for a dope fiend, meaning one who is an opium fiend. The link between syrup and the drug may not be immediately obvious, but the thick treacle-like preparation used in opium smoking is dope in 1872. Mm. Dope had referred to a preparation or mixture or a drug which is not specifically named in 1872. 1933, dope addict. Uh, Dope eventually stood on its own, meaning any drug in 1900 or medicine in 1902. Any drug? Any drug in 1902. So dope came to refer specifically to marijuana, only in 1950. Wow. So 1900 is where you get a dope. Wow. Because you're dumb when you're, you're on dumb opium. You're, on you're slow. Not because you're on drugs. Because when you're on opium, you're kind of slow. Dope. You're like, okay. ooh. Okay. There you go. Um, but slowing down, it means poison a little bit in 1862 and changes a bit. 
Uh, is that like is a, a war thing? Yeah, in I know there's not a really stimulant a war going or a sedative to a yeah. racehorse. Doping. Doping that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, as a positive, 1981 is the first time dope is used as a positive in the American language. Oh, that's It dope. leaps okay. from noun to adjective, from negative to positive, coming just, to mean excellent. Just for no reason. Well, it's in the emerging hip hop I mean, culture. Were cool right okay. The process, right it, it's, it's just a <laughs> slang. And to quote the OED, its slang functions as an anti language. In short, uh, da, 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 da. it's, it's uh, citing a specific article here but um, by James Sled, and I can we'll find it down. It's slang serves the outs as a weapon against the ins. So it becomes a means, it becomes a social weapon. It shows that you're a member of. An in class that isn't one of the higher ups, one of the controls. So, what's another word like that? Uh, square. Hip to be square? Well, yeah. That's so, fun. it wouldn't be like, ah, that's all square. Everything's good and good and square. Or squared or up. Square. Rather than like, Became, be there or oh, be square. Yeah, it went to becoming a negative. Ah, like he's such a square. Oh, square did the same okay. thing. It went from being praised to criticism. Freak went from derision to empowered pride. And dope went from bad to good. Weird. Upside down criticism. Fresh became and fly had the same thing. See? That's really neat. So there's the history of the word dope. Etymology with fun. Casey. It's a lot of fun. That is I love fun. the word you know, dope. It's funny. Our first episode, we learned a lot from uh, from Brandon. We learned a lot from you too. We, we learned did, a lot. We did learn some interesting stuff from Eric. Yeah. Last episode, we learned, learned a lot from Brandon. About the about Mongols. Mongoli. In this episode, we learned a lot from Casey. Yeah. Casey's lot. I think we're doing really good. Yes, we also we're... learned a lot from you last episode. We did. With the animal facts. With we the animal facts. We stuff from yeah. you last time. We're living up to our goals, ladies and gentlemen, and we're quite proud of that. In our Gals, guys, and non-binary pals. I'm going to keep that up. That's going to be our send-off. I thought it was right. guys, gals, and non-binary pals. That's much better, and I screwed it up. Yeah, you did. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. There it is. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Well, we won't see him. But well, yeah, well, you know, you'll hear us. Yeah, you have to argue just turn off the mic. Why you have just to turn the mic off.